Welcome to the Sisterhood Hour Conversations podcast. Our conversations here will be an extension of the weekly Sisterhood Hour Twitter chat that takes place every Wednesday at 1pm CAT. Join my guests and I as we delve into the topics that impact us as women and explore the unique and sometimes similar life journeys that we're all on. The emphasis of the show is to empower, share experiences, as well as the lessons. It is not about excluding men. They are welcome to join conversation by not only listening and subscribing to this podcast, but by also being part of the positive movement in society to encourage healthier relationships with each other as partners, fathers, brothers, and friends. Sisterhood Our Conversations is a space that belongs to us as women, where we can be real and honest about our experiences, the past and present ones, as we plan and move forward to where we want to go and achieve what we want to. Join Sisterhood Our Conversations, where as women we are learning and growing, we challenge the status quo as we change the narrative through action, conversation and empowerment. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to episode four of season one, Sisterhood Hour Conversations. I'm your host, Pumeza Langa. Today's topic, we're looking at homosexuality, but from the psychology, the experience, the journey, the learnings, the challenges, whether internal or external, that people go through when they do accept themselves as whether they're gay or lesbian, but also looking at the LGBT. TQI spectrum. I hope I got that right. I think there's a plus missing. But look at all of that and looking at the journey that each individual goes through and the differences that there are, as well as what we can do to support, especially if you're part of the support structure of somebody who is going through this journey and what we need to be aware of, the conversations that we should be having, sometimes a conversation we shouldn't be having, and just being part of a healthy society that is accepting, that is vocal, that does talk about things, but is very healthy in how we handle things. Um, Please know this conversation is quite intense. Um, It is a little bit long, but also there are moments where you will hear a cuss word. I'm sorry about that. But if you are a sensitive listener and you don't feel that you can handle this kind of conversation, um, then it's okay if you don't want to listen. But I hope you do listen. I hope you do learn. I learned a lot. And um, it's a frank conversation. It's a beautiful conversation. And I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Thank you. And welcome to episode four of Sisterhood Hour Conversations. Yay. So let's do the whole introductions. Oh, do we clap? Okay, I'm nice. <laughs> I don't know. It's like one of those, it's like just press and start talking. So, introductions, please. Um, where do I start? Name, preferably. Right. So, I'm, uh, yay, I'm Fareed Mohammed. Um, I, that's kind of who I am, I think. Okay, that's we'll probably delve into the, the, the topic and all of that, and then it'll kind of frame yeah. where we go. You can edit this thing, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't like to, though. Why? It feels like I'm a, I'd like have a really bad start to this thing. <laughs> no, no, no. Perfect start. Okay, Mr. Perfect Start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, those women, it's why. They broke my sentence. Yes, they are. They broke my sentence. <laughs> So yeah. our topic for today is, for me, like the, when I sent you guys the idea was to talk about pride. 
um, pride in terms of the we were chatting earlier about the whole the now there's a whole alphabet sequence like LGBTI plus and I always get it wrong um, but for me the conversation I felt that I wanted to have was about yes homosexuality um, and even saying homosexuality for me I'm like it sounds weird because I think in my in the way that it's spoken about the way it's shown in media it has this negative connotation so is it a case of saying gays and lesbians but then you say gays and lesbians then you forget you excluding so how is the umbrella term what is the umbrella term but to say okay look this is a person's journey this is the person who they are um love it leave them alone um, accept them for who they are, embrace them for who they are, or stay out of their space because there's the negativity, there's the homophobia, there's the issues and societal pressures, there's family pressures. Um, so the conversation that I wanted to have today was to find out how your journey has been and how do you accept who you are, um, be filled with pride, you know, <laughs> and and by pride, not the, the, what do you call it? I want to say, I want to say the parade. It's a parade. The pride. The event. The event. event. Okay, to call it pride event. So pride event. So not necessarily the rainbow, the tiaras, the tutus and all of that. Um, but the daily living, the daily acceptance and the daily just being yourself. So... How did the journey begin? Like, how does, how do you look at yourself in the mirror and be like, this is who I am and accept that before you then go out into the world and present yourself? Do you want me to start? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I look at, I, I personally don't try not to box people into yeah. the LGBTQI plus because yeah. um, there's a spectrum and I've, yes. I've, I've got it to terms with that there's actually a spectrum yeah. um, and, and people can enjoy being boxed into a certain part of the spectrum yeah. or they can kind of enjoy the full spectrum and yeah. that's completely up to them um, it's just it's a matter of respect and respecting boundaries and respecting people's wants and needs um, and their journey yeah. and mine started sure mine started when I was Maybe like six, seven. I always knew I was different. Yeah. I vibrated on like a very different level to all the other kids. It was a different energy. Yeah. I just didn't get that energy from anyone. So I was quite yeah. the odd one out. Okay. Um, I I described my difference as a because I used to love comic books. Yeah. So I always thought I was an X Men. Like I was, Which one? I, I, I thought I was Storm, and that was like a good <laughs> indication that I was like screaming. Queen. So there was no like Wolverine moment. <laughs> oh hell no! I was like, yeah, I found a control, lightning no. and thunder and stuff. Um, I was always drawn to strong female characters. Yeah. Um, but I thought I was an an X Men or an Avenger or something because I was I was waiting for my superpowers to kick in. I was like, it's always bubbling it's under. Yeah. Um, and yay, my superpowers being gay. <laughs> and I kind of embraced that when I was early 20s. I came out really late. I came out when I was 25. Is there a right time to come out? No. You come out when you need to come out. 
But there's some people you, you kinda, that don't ever come out. And that's okay. That, that's fine. Yeah. That's your prerogative, I suppose. Yeah. And that's also that's the also a battery hot. space. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I have to say the closet is a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Um, it can drive you to do very irresponsible things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also robs you from actually living your your pure and true life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I knew I liked boys when I was at high school. I was probably like 16. Yeah, yeah. Also quite, I'm a little bloomer, you know? But it's societal pressures and and misconceptions. Mm. So growing up, uh, being gay meant you were a drag queen. So Mm. as a kid, I was like, but I'm not a drag queen and I don't want to dress up as a girl, so I'm not gay. Um, I also grew up in a very Muslim household and a very Muslim uh, community, very small. A uh, very small community and very small-minded, mm. uh, so it was it was not even frowned upon. It was just wrong, so it was condemned. Yeah. Um, so as a kid, you you don't see yourself as what society paints a gay individual to be like, um, and also it's condemned. So you can't you can't identify as gay, and you also you, you can't voice your opinion. Yeah. You can't voice it because you be condemned. You don't know what the repercussions are. Yeah. As a kid, you think, oh my God, they're going to disown me and. I'm gonna live on the streets, or I'm gonna beat to death, and yeah. you're fucking scared. Um, so you keep it in, and I think when I was I started high school, I became quite of a bit of a rebel because I was a nerd all the time. <laughs> but I started listening to different music. Um, I was quite into like rap, but then I started venturing into like rock and like urban, and okay. um, so then I was cast as not just a gay boy, but also coconut. <laughs> <laughs> Because now you just switched your whole music. I've completely genre. changed. Like yeah. I've like discovered this like whole new like closet of things, yeah. and I can just do and feel and touch. Was that a, uh, a way to express yourself now, without having yeah. to dress up as a form a, of escapism? Yes, it was yeah. a form of escapism. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I started. I, I realized that I really liked boys when I was first year varsity. Mm-hmm. I had a very very butch uh, friend at, at Varsity um, and he was a biker yeah. his best friend was gay though yeah. um, and it was his birthday and he was like are oh, you not kissing me for my birthday and I was like what do you mean what? he's like just on the, the cheek oh, that yeah. my mate does it all the time it's it's actually okay and I was like nah, 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 nah I'm not doing this yeah. <laughs> and then I saw this one boy one day um, and I turned to my friend and she was like do you like, do you think he's cute? I was like, oh my God, he's actually really cute. And it was the first time it wow. clicked that I actually, I'm sexually attracted yes. to boys yeah. or to guys, not boys, yeah. to guys. Um, and then from there, it kind of, I started this journey of exploration. Mm. Still, I never experimented because mm. I was also still quite a nerd. Like I just wanted to study and I wanted to do this. And it was kind of also a way of, coping uh, and yeah. not coming out yeah and then i moved to the uk which everybody does because they want to escape <laughs> cape town and becoming really parochial but it was also a way to just be in a different country and explore yes. and there's no judgment and no one because no one knows you. you exactly yeah. Yeah. so uh i met my first boyfriend in the uk mm. my first relationship mm. it was all sorts of newness um, it wasn't the best relationship, but it was a good relationship in terms of it was a lot of firsts. 
mm-hmm. um, and that like and that kind of opens up your world to like oh oh I like this I don't like this um, mm-hmm. and also as a as a as a as a gay man mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that you need to learn so mm-hmm. how open can I be on this podcast because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of go ah I actually don't like anal sex but I do like that and I do like this and I kind of like that and oh there's something called lube ah and there's something called this and you can oh ah and this it was quite a lot of first and it was a a good relationship in terms that I explored yeah um and it kind of also opened my my sexual exploration so it was not only um kind of the ignition point for self-discovery but Mm. also for sexual discovery um, sure. So that was that was that was quite good. So I, I, I had to move freaking continents <laughs> to explore <laughs> and to get there. And actually, um, I, 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 at that point, I had accepted myself because mm. I remember I was living. I had a flatmate, and I was. I felt. I think I was depressed. Mm. I think I was depressed because I couldn't get up for like a week. I didn't want to go out. And he's like, "What is wrong?" Mm. And I was like, "Oh." I kind of need to tell you something so I came out to him and he was like oh but it's fine is this why you're depressed because you're like cock and I was like oh my god <laughs> did you just say that and then I was like wait wait oh okay he's actually right like I've oh, cock wow. depression what the fuck is that <laughs> what is that I just coined that term TM um, so it took me a, like a depression mm. to actually accept myself because then I started thinking I actually eventually have to go home and eventually I have to tell my mom and tell my mate and then I did a really good job moving here but now you got to go and back no one's judging me because they kind of accept me yeah. for who I am yeah. but I have to eventually go back and come out and be judged by all these people that I've known Your forever life. my entire yeah. life um, I went home so uh, before you touch on that yeah did you Lelo have to move continents no for your journey nah <laughs> I have to I, I, I think, <laughs> listening to you, Dad, I'm thinking about, I grew up in spaces that were just waiting for me to come out. Yeah. Okay. It's not like they were willing to accept it, but they were just like, oh, just get us out of our misery so we can start dealing with the next step. But because I was just like, mm, I'm not doing this. And it was purely a me thing. And really? the biggest relationship in my life that I did not want to lose mm. was God. That was like the biggest one I didn't want to lose. Because I'm like, I don't want to go to hell. Because there is that narrative. Yeah, like, I don't want to go to hell out of everything else. Because yeah. the closest person I am to in this world is my grandmother. And she mm-hmm. passes away. She's going to heaven. I'm going to heaven with her. Because this is where my life is. So it's like, no, God and I are good. Yeah, until I developed my own little faith system. Now I'm like, I yeah. care, kosher. But I still didn't utter the words, I am gay. Until? To my mom, was actually just last year. Um, yeah. To my family, yes. It's kind of spoken about, or not even no, spoken I, about. No, I talk about my partner. I never talk about I am gay. Mm. It's a, you know, I, we're not going to discuss it. I think because I was saying to you earlier, so maybe some topics don't need to get deep and intense and everybody's taking out a Kleenex because everybody's crying and there's drama. But if... Because for me, I feel that there's that thing of 
misunderstanding, there's the judgment, there's the we're not open about it, we don't talk about it, we don't accept it. Yeah. Would not talking about it and sitting people down, I'm not, I'm, look, I'm, <laughs> I see you shaking your head. I'm not saying let's have a whole Oprah session about it or yeah. like a, you know, kumbaya hold hands. But if we can say openly, you know, this is my sexual preference, um, this is my journey, like it, don't like it, move on, then it would be normalized I in inverted commas? I'd be like, my partner, my boyfriend, yeah. my this, yeah. uh, I, would, I don't say the words, I am gay, but I would say my boyfriend, my this, my, yeah. So yeah. the gender spectrum is always <clears throat> specific to males. Yeah, like I don't sugarcoat that. There's there's no misconception there. Yeah, like talking the about one the time tarot. they're like, "Where's your wife?" I'm like, I don't know. He's probably getting his beard shaved. <laughs> you know, so I I'd say like, well, before I actually told my mom I am gay, she mm. was talking about her future daughter, and I'm like, probably has a penis and has a beard. Oh God, it sounds like the way I came. Out <laughs> I was, I was, I, I fudged so badly. I had all rehearsed in my head and it came out. That's the way it came out. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was like, you're not going to have a daughter-in-law because you'll have a penis. <laughs> and she was like, shit. <laughs> the first thing she said, she's like, make me a cup of tea. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it just like, That's I it. also, I've never uttered, I've only come out to my mom. Yeah. I've only told my mom that I'm gay. And she then said, don't tell your family, I will tell them. Which she never did, because okay. there was no need to. Because, because everybody knew. knew. Yeah. Like, oh, everyone knew. Like, my mom knew. She said to me, I, "I didn't think you would say it." So she didn't uh, think I would come out, but she knew. Like yeah. mothers always know, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, my family knew. I was not the butcher's kid. <laughs> like really, not the butcher's kid. I used to watch all sport because I grew up in a sporting house. Yeah. So rugby, soccer, everything. So that. I would watch sport. I didn't really participate in sport. Okay. I still love sport. I yeah. still love watching it. Yeah. Um, but everybody knew. So I'd never come out to any of my family. So the but they met my partner. Yeah. So then. And they just assumed he was my partner because I brought him home on holiday. So they're like, oh, okay. They're like, okay. He's the guy. He's that's the guy. It is. And that's it. Because I also I didn't feel the need to come out. I didn't mm. feel the need to explain myself. Also, by the time I accepted myself and I came out you to my mom, I was 25. Yeah. So I also felt like I'm an, I'm an adult. I am now on this journey of self-exploration. Mm. I don't need to explain myself to anybody. Mm. It was me against the world. Now it's just me with the world. Um, so yeah, I, I, I never came out to the family. No. Also, it was none of their business. Yeah, the only thing that yeah. ever happens, are you gay? Yes. Yeah. It's never, I'm going to come and volunteer this information to you. Because also, you didn't volunteer the fact that you're heterosexual. <laughs> so let's start So why, why must we now <laughs> so I'm not all doing volunteer? This. But oh, more importantly, yeah. you're older than me. You've had conversations behind closed doors about me. Yeah. So you must Homie, know. We're like, not doing this. Yeah. You'll ask me if you want to know. But if you're waiting for me to say something, Asham, you're going to be waiting for a long time. Like a very long time. Yeah. I mean, you're on my Instagram. You see that little rainbow thing. You see those little uh, emojis with yes. two guys. You still want to know. Like you can't be confused at that point of what's going on. Yeah. I mean, fam, come on. Yeah. So no, I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> but also, I think it's just my mom. The only reason I said it, and it, in fact, we she was she had come from an Easter Fingamajigia church again, mm-hmm. and her pastor and her once again bothered God with their prayers about me being heterosexual. 
And it's like, yeah, my pastor and I spoke about it. You can have a wife, you're gonna multiply my Lord Jesus. Why can't you multiply with the guy? You know? <laughs> True. Or the fact that I don't want kids, all of a sudden is the fact that I'm gay. I'm like, no, little so humans annoy me. <laughs> like, I have no inclination of having them in my house. They break nice things. <laughs> also, I'm not selfless enough to have another human in my life. <laughs> you know? It's okay. So, exactly. So, no, it's got nothing to do with who I choose to like fall in love with, but it's more to do with do I have capacity of nurturing somebody else? No. It's a big ask. <laughs> do you get what I mean? Yeah. So it, it was just like breaking those things down. But also it's just one of those, just because you're born in the privilege of being a heterosexual, some of us have other things. And this is the only truth we've known about ourselves. I've tried your truth. It didn't work out for me. You know, I tried, the one girl that I did date us simply because I loved her. I actually really loved her. Yeah. Right? She came in a rather unfortunate body <laughs> but I really did love her as a human being and I remember sitting down with her and goes this is not going to work what you want from me what I want from you it's not, it's not we're never going to satisfy yeah. from a sexual point of view yes, but from yeah. everything else from intimacy to friendship friendship yeah. to each other's being we yeah. find with just not this one it's just that our bodies want something else and we definitely can't give each other that so we, sure. we, that's why we broke up but yeah. other than that and I think that's the, some of the confusion I went through. Like, am I gay? But then gay, gay does not ascribe to this, mm-hmm. you know. Then I used the term queer. And I was like, and everyone's like, ah, oh, it's so derogatory. Like, but who made it derogatory? You know, I kind of feel yeah. like I call myself anything and you'd find offense in it. You know, so okay. rather, I am who I am. You will choose what you want. I'll just say yes to it. You know, but mm-hmm. I mean, earlier we were talking about how then you sit with... Uh, with a bunch of gay guys and like ooh girl I'm like uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> I just know my pronoun <laughs> I'm not trying to have it as a pronoun and not because I'm ashamed of it I'm just it's just not me mm-hmm. you know I'm not gonna wake up tomorrow and wear makeup and everything like that and not because and, and I'm thinking I'm belittling that it's just mm-hmm. not my preference and that's okay you know so it's a whole ca- and also like guys the homosexual space I mean let's just be honest it's the most toxic space on God's earth really? Oof, guys it is very toxic more liquid blue about better really? gay because really? then you get about I'm not looking for a feminine gay person what does that sure. mean okay no. we're not better gay what are you looking for I'm discreet discreet for who discreet as in like we're not trying to I don't want everybody there. else to know I just want it's okay with really? you and I know I'm like okay so that's I'm not like, trying to be your secret yeah because that's just another you know? yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, it's a lot and then you get boom and it's clicky I don't know my experience it's quite clicky it's mm. quite exhausting mm. it's almost like there's a template of how to be gay it's like you can just be yourself and, and there's nothing gay. wrong with that and that's okay yeah right and uh, yeah it's just a lot I find it extremely overwhelming so it's just like mm, I'll just stay in my little corner and find your own rhythm and that's why I moved from, then I moved to Joburg and then I moved from Joburg to the East Rand back to the East Rand because like this is fine no but <laughs> dude so like in the East Rand there are times even for me I'm just like it's so masculine it's so wuss for lack of a better expression because I don't know maybe because in my mind East and West Rand are just like 
intense. I'm in the West. <laughs> right? The West is very dry though. <laughs> <laughs> Literally nothing happens in the West Front. I promise you. <laughs> nothing happens in the West Front. Come run. to the East. Oh, I think oh, people accept far. you. <laughs> if you can drive to the down. airport. <laughs> Honestly, no one wants to go to like Syria. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I just think that people accept if you are so comfortable in yourself mm. and you're not trying to coach and you're not trying to be whatever everybody wants you to be, yeah. people accept you for you and they don't come mm. for you. And those who dare come for you it's will live with the repercussions of that, yeah. right? But I just, I don't know. For me, I just found the fact that like I'd walk into a shop and the assistant would be like, oh, Trevor, I'm like, ah. <laughs> you and I are not friends. <laughs> we are not doing chum. <laughs> so pack my thing. Let me let me pay. Let me let get me off. Leave. You and I are not on that level. <laughs> you know. I don't be overly familiar. No, and I think because there, there is that there is that culture of me. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go shopping. And like it's like that that idea that women relate better and gay men relate better to women and everybody's just besties I, I get it though like you know I get the camaraderie yeah um, but is it genuine I'm not part of part of it yeah. though because yeah. I'm a I'm an introvert and I'm a homebody so I actually quite enjoy my own space yeah um, I'm an extrovert because my my profession yeah requires me to be mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so we, the three of us here are ambiverts yes <laughs> yay on the spectrum <laughs> um, so and I spoke to my partner the other day and we don't we don't have gay like couple, couple friends. friends right so we don't do like couples weekends or couples dinners. dinners and it's the weirdest thing because I know I know other homosexuals oh. or gays yeah. um, who have like a click mm-hmm. anyway, so it's clicky they have a click but it's sometimes not a toxic click it's really it's it's a source of inspiration safe and safe space mm-hmm. empowerment and yeah. it's really it's, it's healthy it, it's really healthy and yeah. sometimes I'm a little bit envious because I don't have that but I can't force it because it's not it's not who I am. Yeah. It's also not who my boyfriend is. Yeah. He's also, he loves baking. So he's okay. always at home. He's always baking. I'm always on the couch. I'm reading or studying or doing a pot it's around home. the house. Yeah. Just enjoying being me. Yeah. Or the gin and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> my poor lover. <laughs> so I don't want to force it, but I also feel like I need to, um, as I'm trying to create a bigger queer voice for myself, mm-hmm. Um, and own a space I need to connect more with other gay individuals mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of my my personal yeah that's my personal goal for the year yeah. is to connect more and go out more and explore more and and have a bigger voice um, mm-hmm. within um, the queer space and yeah. for me to do that I need to connect with more gay queer people. individuals yeah. Um, so yeah I think that's one thing I need to explore See, I that's find, your project for the birthday. No, of you. seriously, like <laughs> I find gay spaces quite overwhelming. I find them extremely overwhelming. In what way? I just feel like I don't know. I, there's something about being in a gay space where I'm just like, there's just too many personalities for me to take in. Mm-hmm. One. Yeah. And I kind of feel it's like this. I don't know. There's just assimilation mm-hmm. that kind of take. That can be beautiful sometimes, though. It is. If I'm not overthinking it. Uh, that's what uh, I was about to ask. Yeah. Are you overthinking it? Yeah. And is it, is it, is it your own prejudice? 
coming to the fore, perhaps? Technically it is. I mean, for the longest time I used to say, I think I'm homophobic. Internal homophobia. Really? I think would you I go, is that a would thing? You, it is a, it's a thing. It is a thing. I think I am. It is a thing. To a degree. Um, have you ever been to one of uh, original Hunties, um, like one of those Vogue nights, or hmm. would you go? Or do you I think it's overwhelming? It would overwhelm me not because it's a gay space. I think just the, the amount of humans around me would overwhelm The amount of humans or gay humans? No, no, the amount of humans. <laughs> no, no, like you're life. drilling it down. I am. I need, I need to break this down. <laughs> I need, I need went, to get the source of this. No, no, no. Earlier when we went to the back here, when the kids and stuff, yeah. I told I was like, I think we're going to have to move. Because yeah. when we saw this little corner earlier when we walked in, yeah. I was just like, whew. I used to be like that though, but that really? was me being, that was my internal homophobia. It was years ago. I mm. could not stand a space with too many um, gay individuals. Yeah. And, I th- and, and I can tell you this, I would judge. Go, oh my God, he's too feminine. Oh my God, he's too much. And, oh my God, he's too... And, sure. and half the time it was because I recognized myself in them, uh, right? And I couldn't, didn't want to give in to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm in, a, I'm, I'm in a space where I don't make excuses for who I am mm. and for my behavior. Mm. And I can go to spaces where there's queens so. for days. <laughs> and I'd be like, yes, honey, let's thrive. just let's do it and yeah. thrive and, yeah. and have conversation. Because if you start having conversation, a lot of the pretense gets stripped, right? It yeah. goes away because yeah. you start connecting on a on a human, personal and yeah. a human level, and you yeah. actually find um, middle ground, yeah. um, and you start having proper, like, decent conversations. decent conversations. And that's what matters at the end of the day, yeah. right? And I can I can do the party thing. Like, I can be I can be a chummy. Yeah. If you want me to, <laughs> if you're standing at the bar, because also if I'm at the bar, I'm not necessarily wanting. To know your life, yeah, <laughs> yes. and, and get deep. <laughs> like, girl, get away from me. <laughs> too much. I just want my gym. Leave me alone. Um, yeah, that I, I was, I was, I was at a very toxic space years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. where everything would just work on my nerves. I could not go to a gay space mm-hmm. because it would be way too much. But it wasn't because of anxiety, like just sheer anxiety in people. It's mm-hmm. because. I could not stand behavior and it's behavior that was wow. yeah that that it was I was kind of suppressing yeah mm. That's interesting. for me it's just general anxiety and reality because I mean the same time when we was talking earlier every time I have to go get my head shaved now thanks to balding I have to do it every week <laughs> I get the anxiety oh, gosh. toxic masculinity for a good 30 minutes to an hour I'm just, just shaving your these things and all I wanted to is call people out on the bullshit they say and i always tell my female friends by all means do not invite me to baby showers and stuff because now i'm going to be surrounded by females and then i'm just gonna like i honestly like neutral spaces can everybody be in the same space in whatever they are in whatever capacity they are and i'll be with my friends in our little table and i am feel safer in my little bubble the moment i think i step out of my safety spaces i feel like it's too much the world and humanity and peopling is a lot yeah. yeah, and I think that's how I I, I, I kind of just like I get anxiety. But I also, as you guys picked up <coughs> earlier, I do overthink a lot of things. Mm. Like getting out of my house is overthinking. Like I'm like, Whoa! <laughs> I look <laughs> homeless. <laughs> 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 and this is me just taking trash out. Like, Whoa! 
don't look like this you know so yeah, yeah. it's lunch <laughs> yeah. so now coming to relationships with your moms so in separate conversations your your moms are a big part of your lives um how has that has the relationship changed and shifted and you found a new normal um i mean there's a gentleman that I bumped into last year at home affairs and standing in the queue random conversation and we're chatting chatting, chatting. at some point he says to me i'm sure he picked up i'm gay and i'm like yeah and <laughs> like that like i was just like oh okay like let's continue talking great stuff and then i asked him and we we're chatting about like how did your family you know react your mom your dad he was like him and his mom um they're best friends his dad ooh, it's a new normal they're still trying to work through it um and also there's a case of family like how does the family react to it but I really loved how what he was sharing about his relationship with his mom. But I know in in different relationships it's not always easy because then the the relationship shifts, the there's tension, there's issues and um I know from both of you differently in different conversations the relationships are different with your moms. So I mean how do you now navigate that for yourselves and how do you work through anything that you need to push past and say actually if you're not happy about it, too bad. Life goes on. Keep it moving. Lela, stop you. <clears throat> sure. Yo, with my mom. I mean, um, as I was saying earlier, like at some point we we actually didn't talk mm-hmm. for like a good six months. Was it? Because yeah. it's just like I am not gonna make it easier. On you. I'm not gonna make you acclimatize to the idea of it. Yeah. I'm not gonna feel sorry. I'm really not. Because I got to this, I got to this point of accepting myself. Yeah. No, had you made it normal for me to discover myself and to be self, it wouldn't have been a borderline suicidal, borderline depression, borderline I am not worthy of life type situation. But you didn't. Mm. So, and you've had all this time. You've had my whole life to to, I mean, accept who I am. You know, and you haven't. You've still trying to mold me towards. So no, I, I honestly haven't felt sorry for my mom, and sometimes I feel bad about it. But sometimes it's like mm, it is what it is. Do I miss my mom? Do I miss the relationship that we did have? Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. But also that relation was based on the premise that one day I will change. So it was also a lie. Yeah, you know. So I, I guess for me it is what it is. You know, it's just. No, you there, I'm here, I see you, I don't see you. Life goes Love on. you. Yeah. No, but it is, is it what a, it is. Is it a case of sometimes having to protect yourself in yeah. terms of your sanity and your yeah. health and your just keeping it together? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm tired of picking myself up. It, it, it becomes an exhausting exercise. Process, yeah. Every single day I need to come to my own rescue. Like, oh, let's do this again. It's not about you. It's yes, about her. You know, it's about, and yeah. They'll be talking about people's relationships and blah, blah, blah. And yours is never touched on. Like, like it doesn't exist. It that doesn't part matter. of your life does not exist. But it does. But because you're trying to protect the loved ones and everything, like you do not fall in love. You do not have any crushes. You do not have any feelings. You're merely here to make everybody feel good. Like mm. you're here. You know, and it gets tiring, it gets mm. exhausting. It's mm. like, no, I'm tired. So if I can't be a normal in your space, you are not going to be a normal in my space. 
does religion play a big part of it? Because, I mean, you said earlier that they were praying for you and all of that. Religion plays a convenient part of it. How so? So, it is easier to mask homophobia from a religious point of view. God does not allow it. I'm like, woman, you are divorced. You had a child out of wedlock. And you're going to tell me the homophobia, uh, uh, homosexuality is a sin, really? Sure. That's deep. Come on. Okay. We're not going to do this. Yeah. You know, so... Because then you now have to be on some... So, if you're taking mm. out my file, let's take out your file. Yeah, because I'm going to read you for dirt too. <laughs> and we're not going to play the, the game where Jesus forgave my sins, but yours. <laughs> Woo! Water? Good. Water. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to do that whole thing. Yeah, Hore, I'm a sin because when Jesus was dying for sins, he, um, he forgot to die for mine. But yours, yours were wiped clean. No, I'm not going to do that. Sure. So, no. Yeah. But it's, it's quite a. I, for the life of me, I do wish a relationship where I can. I don't know, sit on the couch with my mom and talk about my mm. partner. I do wish for that. Like, mm. I, I, I'm not devoid from such feelings. Yeah. But I've made peace with what I have. Yeah. So, yeah. And you just keep it going. Yeah. And for you? Um, so, I came out to my mom. And I think one of the first things she said, I, I, was, I used to be so proud of you. And I went... Used to be? Used to be. That what's changed. Yeah. Um, and it took her, it yeah. took her probably a couple of weeks to, to sort of digest mm. what I just said to her. Mm. Um, and I think for those weeks, we didn't really speak. She kind of avoided me like the plague. Were you living in the same house? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, single mom mm. um, or single parent. Mm. And um, we then had the conversation, eventually we had the conversation, mm. like a proper conversation. Okay. And my mom works in a hotel. Mm-hmm. So she said, look, I, I speak to a lot of the waiters and a lot of them are gay. Mm-hmm. And they tell me, because my mom's got one of those personalities, you just want to tell everything. <laughs> becomes your second mom. Yeah, she just becomes everybody's mom. Danny Mang Mang. Yes. So she's like, they, they tell me everything, what they do. And I don't want that for you. And basically, so yet again, I don't put, like, I don't filter. Mm. Um, I said, do you think I'm a whore? (laughs) She's like, what? What? (laughs) I said, do you think I'm irresponsible? Uh, Like the stories that you've heard. And she says, no, you've never been an irresponsible child. So I said, well, I'm not. Mm. So if you worry that I'm going to, and and at at the crux of it, it was, I'm worried that you will pick up HIV. That was that oh, was so the worry. That was the, that was the worry. To, yeah. And the worry was you'll be irresponsible and, and you'll get sick. So it was a bit of education around yeah. what you do. What I was not going to do is delve into my sex life, but because that's also what your parents don't want to hear. <laughs> like, if you cannot imagine your child having sex. Any child, any child, heterosexual. That that no, that's true. Gay, they just don't want to picture you. When I had sex, to tell right? my parents that I was pregnant, it was like, so the stalker's bringing the baby, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what do you guys do? So, um, so it was just kind of, um, it was just a lot of bit of like placation, right? So mm. I just needed to reassure that mm. I was not being irresponsible. Yeah, but also she didn't see she didn't see me date. Okay. So to her it was like, but you've never dated. Like also, I never 
I experimented yeah. with with girls, one or two, yeah. but I never dated people. I never brought people to her house. Oh, so yeah. it was like I've never seen you date anybody. So it was a big I, leap I, for yeah, her. Yeah, she was like I've I've never seen you interact romantically with someone. Okay. And now then there's like the sex as well and I, I, she couldn't compute yeah. she got over that though. <laughs> <laughs> she got over that yeah. um, and now I think our relationship is look my relationship with my mom has never been one where we as much as she's the person that you people confide in I was never the child who confides like to my mom level, it was just yeah. because of she's my not, personality yeah. I never spoke to people Mm. I would write down my thoughts, I would speak to like a friend and it was kind of a lot happening in my head, I was yeah. always in my head yeah. um, so now it is kind of the same yeah. I still have the same relationship with my mom um, it is slightly different because she knows I have a partner mm. she would ask about my partner she doesn't discuss our relationship oh, okay. but it's historic, right? Yeah. I never discussed my relationship with my mom ever, ever yeah. because it was no real relationship to discuss yeah so she speaks about my partner she texts him okay. she loves baking he loves baking they it's swap recipes <laughs> she sometimes speaks to him more than me although i speak to my mom at least twice a week yeah and it's about trivial shit she likes to skin about something <laughs> or she has a complaint about the neighbor but like it's just really trivial stuff yeah um but we, we're in a good space i don't force my relationship on her. Mm. Uh, the one thing that she said to me uh, that I remember very clearly is she said, you, it took you so long to accept yourself. Mm. Give me time mm. to digest and accept this. And I went, okay, I will give That's you time. Yeah. I will give you time. Yeah. But time's gonna run out. Um, she also didn't come to me and say, I have now accepted you as my child, <laughs> as my gay child. It just kind of happened evolved yeah. into the relationship that we have yeah. now um, but I want to say is we spoke about our journeys and it feels that we didn't really have like stumbling blocks or any resistance um, and it's it's not like that for every other kid mm. I, I'm very privileged that I had a mom who was understanding to mm. a certain extent mm. um, she also didn't disown me mm. or hit me when I was fumbled my way out of the closet and just mm. kind of told her that your daughter will have a penis um, yeah. so it's not like it's not the, the reality gym. for every mm, other yeah. kid and and that's why I'm, I'm passionate becoming a bigger queer voice a bigger voice in the queer mm. community because we need more queer um, representation mm. we need more queer um, heroes for lack of the better word yeah. that, that young kids can look up to yeah. um, we need to start owning spaces mm. so they can see there is a queer colored Muslim mm. comms person for one of the biggest sporting brands in the yeah. world mm. and it's fine and it's, and it's okay and yeah. you can step out with your partner and you can have a, 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 almost a normal life yeah. also for lack of a better word um, so yeah I feel I feel for those kids and uh, it breaks my heart that they are disowned, they are abused by their own parents. Ostracized. Because my, mm. Ostracized. Because my mom got to the point, I think, where it's like, I'd rather have a gay kid than mm. have like a kid that's either on drugs or a gangster or mm. killing or just 
fucking up the world in yeah. its own way. Yeah. Um, so I really, I really want to be more visible. And thank you for this opportunity because I think it would reach mm. a whole lot more kids. Yeah. Um, we, we just kind of need to be cognizant that we are very lucky and there's kids that aren't um, that lucky. Yeah. I think you've made me cognizant of the fact that the, the economics that surrounds me coming out yeah. is way easier then I mean the I mean what the the only backlash I get is don't come to my house and I'm like yeah I got my own house <laughs> <laughs> you know so okay. I have a destination yeah. to go to I have I can bankroll my own life you know imagine would I have done it if I was not in the same economic space I don't know mm. and I and I think it's quite important that you actually made reference to that that mm. it, I had the economic backing to come out to be me yeah that allowed me to be me yeah some people don't i mean i can't imagine being kicked out of home and not knowing where i'm going also my mom would have never kissed me out <laughs> but <laughs> that's one yeah, thing i know for sure yeah. but it's, it's it's one of those things i'm just like where do you go when everybody thinks you're a plague you when know, your own family turns mm, you away and when self is just like i am not willing to park myself and where do you go? You know, I mean, especially for, I feel especially sorry for trans uh, mm. peeps. Like, where, what happens then? Like, does the... I think they go to the worst. Right? Oh, of course, because not does only does your family not accept you, they don't understand. Yeah. And but most people don't accept you and they don't mm. understand. Yeah. It took me a while yeah. as a gay man to kind of get to grips with trans as well yeah um and and, and i'm still learning about mm. it i'm still learning about it every day i'm still learning about how to respect and pronouns and and mm. and, and mm. um but yeah, do you guys it. have the conversations amongst the community like as the gay community do you talk and say okay so what are we doing for ourselves to help each other but create those environments where we can talk because they it's it's one of those like if you talk about different struggles um and you you end up finding a way to say okay we'll we'll club together and you know we'll you know create the space we'll create the environment we'll be the voices as you were saying earlier but now when you now have to broaden the the group and say okay but it's not just limited to one space there's multiple so you in your individual capacity you're trying to understand you're trying to be like okay cool let me wrap my mind around all of this is there more of that taking place or is there still that like okay we're trying to fight our fight now there's this new fight and then there's the, the world fight and then you're like hey too much fighting guys <laughs> for sure for sure i think um there's conversations happening, but it's happening in pockets. We, we're not having enough of those conversations. So people like Tammy Dish Foundation. Yeah. Tammy has a lot of those talks. He goes out to like Davidsonville and he mm. finds like really like rural communities to have those conversations. And I commend him for that. Mm. He's a lovely, lovely person. And there's ten talks yeah. um, uh, that started late last year. Yeah. Um, and they're doing a really amazing job. Mm. Um, and that's why I need to keep myself in check. Um, and I need to start getting more involved in those kinds of conversations. I don't think we have enough conversations as groups mm. amongst each other mm. um, about the changing sort of landscape mm. and, and 
and other people's struggles and how we can play a role in that. And, and you're right, there is a bit of, we're still fighting for our own spaces. Now there's trans individuals and we don't know how to necessarily and connect and, connect and yeah. handle it. Yeah. So we need to educate ourselves yeah. and it's a constant re-education. As much as I'm, sometimes it tires me to educate heterosexuals, I have to educate myself and then educate them. We're problematic uh, as heterosexuals. Uh, <laughs> well. <laughs> well. It's when you hang around with like um, heterosexual guys and like, you're my only gay friend. I'm like, Lord Jesus, I'm not an accessory. <laughs> you know, I'm not your autographed rapid jersey that you have it's like, at your look, bar. Look, I'm not homophobic. Here's mine. Yeah, it's an exception. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Yes, I, have, I would get I? nervous if someone said that. I'd be like, but that kind of makes you more homophobic if you now like walking around. Yeah. I have homophobic friends. My bestie still goes in my straight mind. I need to just think about it, and I'm like, hold on. Your straight mind. So there's a straight you, mind and there's, there's a, a gay mind. mind. Listen, gay men are cock. We have anal sex. Get over it. It's, it's that also, just get, get the over hell it, out right? of my bedroom. Like, like get out <laughs> no one invited you <laughs> like the conversation stops at that door yeah, let's discuss the mess yeah. you have in your house <laughs> but also if you do because some people are very comfortable speaking about it, mm. it, it, it stop them mm. you don't have to go into your straight mind literally we don't want to know about it because <laughs> that's probably messier than less, yeah the worst one is, so who's the girl and who's the guy oh, oh no with the two guys you're still looking for the girl the two no. guys you see two men and you're looking for the girl Come but on. what they're actually asking is his top and his bottom i feel like i have evolved past that conversation <laughs> you don't have that conversation any yeah. longer in fact i never had that conversation with anyone i've dated it was always it just became the it relationship just became the relationship and you're feeling like you don't like it move on if yeah. you're not sexually compatible Carry fine on. move on Carry depends on. on the night <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever I am on that particular day, or day or morning, whatever, whatever. that case may be, I will be. I like that. Yeah. There's no. Yeah, no, there is no. I don't know. Religion mm. and homosexuality. I mean, Christianity has its own things. Yeah. Islam has its own things. They all have the same things. All. It's the same. It's literally the same thing. Yeah, so now, how, how do you... I mean, okay, so your relationship in terms of God is not the church, as in the building, mm-hmm. right? As a Muslim man, you go to mosque. I go to mosque okay. as much as I can, which is yes. not often. But I have a relationship with God in my own capacity, yeah. same as Lelo. Yeah. Um, I have good conversations. I have bad conversations with other Muslims um, yeah, yeah. Um, I used to fear going to mosque because I'm very obviously gay like, I'm, I'm, you're not I'm, trying to like no I'm not trying to hide it right yeah. I'm not trying to um, <laughs> and I used to think oh my god these guys are going to they're going to stone me or like stab me or some shit's going to happen like shit's going to go down <laughs> <And it's> outside <laughs> of this mosque <laughs> and I have to run for my life <laughs> <laughs> so I actually it's stopped going through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I just saw him run out of mosque and be stoned. Because I have images in, in my a, head. In I'm a kurta, like... in a dress. <laughs> That's what way. I'm thinking. By the way, That's in a dress. That's what I'm thinking. Can you imagine? So I stopped going for a while. Yeah. 
Um, and it's still, it's, it's a constant journey for me yeah. to, uh, to kind of reconcile my religion and who I am. Mm. Um, but, and that's why I got to the point where I, I honestly just have conversations with God. I don't need to mm. be in a mosque mm. to have a conversation mm. with, and that's, that's kind of just my general feel. Be, you yeah. don't need an institution yeah. to have a relationship yeah. with your maker. Yeah. Um, so that's how I operate. I still I, I do Ramadan Qatar fast. Mm -hmm. It's it's one of one of really good periods in my life. Um, it's a period of reflection, um, lots of tears. <laughs> um, so I do. I try to pray five times a day. I'm not free often. I fail at it. Um, but I do have my I have my special relationship with God, and I think we it's have an understanding. Is. Yeah. Um, I don't make excuses for um, I, I went through a period where I would just I would repent every single opportunity that I get and be like oh god please accept me for who I am or forgive me for the person I am and it was just it was exhausting I can imagine. and if that's my relationship with God repenting for who I am then I don't have a relationship with him because that's not a relationship I think God even gets bored too because you're like, right? dude, I made you, I know you, so it's cool. Yeah. Keep it going. You knew you. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a, I've got my special relationship with God, which yeah. consists of a lot of speaking um, and a lot of crying sometimes. Um, we all do. Not for who I am. Um, when life happens. But just life, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm a bad person. Sometimes I feel like I'm the salt of the fucking earth. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I, I find myself, when I go home, mm. which is my small town Paul, I, I go to mosque mm. and I still feel judged. Because now I'm like spewing and I just walk in and I'm like, yeah. You're like, see, <laughs> like, me. Yeah, see me. See I'm me, I'm here, whatever. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> like, Forgetting, I still have to get to my car. <laughs> and they can still chase me. <laughs> Also, from Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> so I still feel, I still feel judged, but mm. I, I go to mosque not for other people. I go because I feel like I, I need to connect. Mm. Um, and sometimes I enjoy going to mosque. I, I enjoy unity, yeah. and mm. I enjoy prayer with Others. with the yeah. congregation. Um, and there's there's some like power in that, right? Feeling, right? Yeah, oh. that's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, yeah. so right? if I if I if I'm <laughs> if I'm really in the mood and I need to, I need you to need connect yeah. more. I yeah. I do go to mosque. Yeah. I do feel there's power in unity. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's incredible. Yeah. Sure. I got an eye good. That's all that matters. No, God and I got it. And I think it, it's, I think if I touched on something, you repent every single time. And then you realize that, hold, you're all knowing, all powerful. You knew me before I knew me. So how on earth am I repenting about something that you made and you mm. created? You know, mm. he goes on to say, uh, my understanding is all human understanding. So I'm like, again. Are those gunshots? I don't know. You're most people morning following you. <laughs> when morning <laughs> This doesn't happen here. <laughs> it happens a lot, so relax, Because I'm not trying to be on some and live from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to run away from Mr. Men, not get shot. <laughs> so, 
it's that thing where God talks about uh, I think my understanding surpasses all man's understanding. Mm. And you're like, also, you read the Bible and sometimes like he calls Israel his bride, and I'm just like, but Israel's men and women, but like also you're non-binary. <laughs> <laughs> so, so can I just stop this? Yeah. But I, I think once I went through all that and I was fine with God, I okay. became fine with self. Yeah. So I don't mind going to church. I love praise and worship, especially black church. I Ooh. love going to black church. When the spirit moves, the spirit Dude, moves. Dude, when I have new shoes and I have new pants and sweat, I'm like, Lord, I am going to church, <laughs> getting these things out, you know, and I'll go to church. But other than that, I've found solace in being, you know, and that's when I adopted the name Dalo Yengosi, because mm. it's a constant reminder that I am a creation of God in whatever capacity I live my life exactly. in and what I deem self as mm-hmm. and whether it's okay with my neighbors and stuff. Yeah. If I wasn't gay they'll find something else to to hate me for. It's people, yeah. Yeah, people, people always find people. fault. Yeah. You know? And it's now I'm never gonna live because you found something else to blame me for, yeah. hate me for, blah blah yeah. nah I'm not gonna do that. So yeah, no, it's um I don't know, but I also feel like ever since I came out or became comfortable with self, mm. my spaces, mm. really still the same, people still the same, space. people I've known since childhood, and they're fine. They love me even more now because I'm not aggressive anymore. You know, I, I, I'm not yeah. sarcastic 24-7. That's just technically still have. But, <laughs> but Is that I, your coping mechanism? It used to be then I just realized that I think and I just like being sarcastic. <laughs> Same, um, I'm just a spicy bitch. Yeah, you know, I just think it was a coping mechanism at some point. Now, I just, now like, it's just like, it's just like, <laughs> but because you don't come across as angry and as aggressive anymore, people are fine with you, you know, and they will not butt into your business, they won't ask you anything that you don't want them to exactly. ask you. Um, I find that if I go to like Gotema and people, I pass guys who homophobic guys and I'm with like the straight guys around me will be like if somebody says like a derogatory term they'd be the ones going hey dude don't you know they'd be the one protecting me I'm their friend I'm their person and they fine with it you know so the only problem that stood between me and them and everything else was me and me accepting me and that's that that's big now touching on that in terms of society I think there's a lot society needs to just get over what would you like in terms of the shift because I mean there's things that like corrective violence um, and just general violence and it's it's a constant you know continuous okay it's happened then the, there's some departmental somebody that says something there's the there's the, the groups um, who you know will be part of the, the narrative say so, okay there needs to be something that's changed because everybody's equal um, but on a day-to-day like what does the rest of society need to just wake up to and understand and accept and be like guys like there's nothing different there's nothing wrong there's not it's just everybody's human I touched on it to the car yeah <clears throat> so Corrective rape. I was raped, and I remember the guys going, "We'll teach you that you're not a woman." 
And I remember thinking, I'm not trying to be him mm. at all in any capacity whatsoever. Mm. But more importantly, I just remember after the whole ordeal, I couldn't report it. Not because there were not systems to it, but it's just like, what do I do? I can't tell my mom because I know she's homophobic. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's just no way I can tell my mom. At the police station. I can't go to the police station because I could imagine, and I'm a kid as well. So what am I going to say? Mm-hmm. How old were you? I was in grade six, not grade six, grade eight. In boarding school, so I'm just like, where do I go? Yeah. Do you know how do I do this? And having to navigate that as a child is a lot and it builds a lot of resentment mm. inside you and hence then my anxiety mm. of going into a lot of spaces because mm. like I don't know what's going to happen today but I'm not trying to have it happen mm. you know but it's, it's it's people must stop I think can we just mind our own business and leave, let people I know it's it's a simple thing to say but I just kind of feel the moment we start minding our own business and start batting into let people be. Mm. I think that's the one thing. Let people be. Mm. Ask if you don't understand something. Mm. But don't ask with the intention of trying to prove the next person wrong. But ask with the, with the perspective of, I want to listen. I want to hear. And after hearing, I actually want to implement those teachings throughout yeah. my society. Not listen, hear, and go, we are better. You know, and yeah. go on with your mind. Because it's easy for you to be born in a space that has made you a normal it's hard when you're born in a space where you're still finding normal and when you find okay this is my normal it's still like but it's not the rest of society's normal because societies define their normal as what exactly. the majority exactly yeah. so it is easy for you with that whole entire privilege to go away i mean somebody made an example of saying a person chose their gay is like saying we chose to be black hmm. you know no one chooses to be in a space that will forever be Rebuked mm. and rejected. No one does that. No one wants to be rejected. Mm. We're innately born to want to be loved. We, yeah. th- we thrive on love. We, we, we crave it. Yeah. You know, and then you telling me I chose to be something that you everybody hates. So, How does that make sense? Yeah. So I think it's that. It's thinking. Think before you say things. You know, be cognizant of mm. other people's feelings before you just ramble on. Like, yeah, you have the same way we were talking about uh, white people going you well spoken people go you're not like the rest of the gay guys you're not like a so easy gay it's like what is a so easy gay mean? Yeah. it's actually not a compliment yes it isn't it's like what's a so easy gay because he dares to be himself exactly now you want to judge him yeah hi guys so yeah it's just that just be cognizant of what you say yeah, yeah. um we have one of the most sophisticated um, pieces of legislation in this country and I feel that the government has failed most of us um, especially women vulnerable kids and gays or homosexual individuals Um, that piece of um, constitution caters for um, freedom of religion and speech and to be yourself and be one of the first countries to recognize gay marriage not mm. civil unions but gay marriage mm. however they have failed to protect the people <laughs> that they drafted that piece of constitution for right so it's a nice um, yeah. we have corrective rape 
we have hundreds of cases. I have not seen, and whether it's been reported in media or not, I have not seen someone suffer the repercussions of what they've done. Mm. I have not seen that government has condemned publicly. Mm. They want to do it around 16 days of activism. Mm. It should be done every fucking day. Mm. It is absolutely insane that you have an entire government department that's made to protect its people yeah. fail them on a daily basis. Um, my friend um, was raped. He was roofied. Um, he woke up somewhere. He, he was literally, he woke up outside someone's house. Um, and he can't remember anything. He couldn't remember anything. Um, I then took him to the police station and they didn't know what to do. Literally, we went up. The lady at, I don't know, reception, mm. whatever it's called, um, she's like, oh, you were raped. You were raped. And she's like, what, 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 I mean, he cannot, he can actually not even remember. Can't speak. He's, he's not in a good space. Yeah. Can you get someone to assist us? Yeah. She then calls a, an officer who then says to him, tell me who it is and we'll go fuck him up. I mean, that's kind of not your job. Yeah. Your job is to take a statement, yes. investigate, yes. find the culprit and put him behind bars. They exactly. were like macho guys. Like, find and the guy, fuck uh, him up. And I was like, eventually my yeah. friend was just like, I actually don't know what to do. So I'm going to leave this, take the hospital. Let me just get everything that sorted from done. medically yeah. and look after myself because yeah. I'm not pursuing that route. The legal side. Right? Yeah. So, so the system is just failing our people every day. They need to be educated. And yes, again, we educated. I don't know what measures they have in place. I don't know what, how they get educated on corrective rape, mm. but they are just not doing their job. Um, and then in terms of society, <laughs> I agree with you. Mind your own damn business. <laughs> if you don't like gay marriage, don't get gay married. <laughs> I remember that from a poster. <laughs> it is not your business um, and then the third thing is we need more representation in media we need representation on TV we need more representation everywhere, everywhere. we need more gay radio DJs to have conversations we need gay presenters to have conversations um, we need more I don't want to call it the gay agenda because we don't have an agenda just we just need conversation exactly. because we're part of society yeah. our conversation should be part of your normal day-to-day -day mm. conversations exactly. right um we've had uh, i'm really disappointed mm. that we have um characters on south african tv and they're either mocked or they stay for a season they're not ingrained in our lives mm. um I watch a TV series and don't laugh at me. It's called Iron's Flay. It's a very, it's on Kicknet. <laughs> it's very Afrikaans. I will look very, for it. It's very colored. Does I it have it. subtitles? Yes, yes. Okay. It's very colored. <laughs> it's actually one of the first, um, it's called the telenovela. Yeah. Um, that's focused on like very like colored issues. And it's, it's unpacked in a very real way because yeah. you kind of recognize characters yes. and, and and there's one gay character and he's been there from the start and he's part of the journey he's actually one of the main characters yeah mm. um so big ups to him yeah. big ups to his name's roberto carl has been nominated for safta and nice. big ups to um Keknik and that entire team yeah. who's made who's built a character into the normal lives um 
of ordinary people yeah. of color. Um, so yeah, I feel like three things, the, the government is not doing their job. Yeah. Um, people just need to mind their own businesses. We're not asking for mission. Like, we just are want to here. Exist. We've yeah. just and we're not asking you to accept us. Mm. We're asking you to understand. Mm. That's all. That's it. Like, yeah. the, I literally do not need you to accept me. Mm. I've accepted myself. Mm. I know what I'm here to do. Mm. I know what my mission is. I know what I live for. I need you to understand. Mm. Right? Um, and then media has to play a part. Because it's, because it's a big medium and yeah. because people actually listen. It's, it's not a dying media, uh, yeah. whether it's on podcast or vlog uh, or, or, or a vlog um, or Insta or broadcast. It needs to be part of our conversations need to take preference, in fact, um, in the daily lives. Mm. Because the only way that people will understand mm. is if they are educated mm. and if they hear these conversations all the time. Yeah. That's, how you, that's how people learn about marriage because exactly. people speak about marriage all, all the bloody the time, time. Yeah. childbirth or kids or it's a constant education yeah um and if you're not having those if you're having those conversations in seasons and around 16 years of activism and pride day or pride week or mm. global pride month it lives for a moment in time and then we have yeah, yeah our sexuality is not a moment in time our sexuality is a journey yeah. which means and it's reality, which yeah. means conversation has to be a journey. And real conversations, not making fun of a gay character, mm. or making fun of gay sex, or making mm. fun... And, and we, you can't trivialize who we are, yeah. Yeah. because we are so real, freaking real people. Um, yeah, and that's my point of departure. <laughs> I think you touched on something about media and thing, and I, I just thought about how even our... Um, TV productions and things like that, they'll be casting straight guys to play uh, gay characters. And then those straight guys go on their Instagrams and stuff like that to make sure that everybody understands they're not gay, they'll be busy with their girlfriend and blah blah. Just so you know, this is just a character. Exactly. Hence, then we go back to, yeah, it's a choice. I mean, he made a choice to play a gay character, of so course, it's a choice. Of course. It's like, can you just cast a gay guy to play a gay character? Yes. And what we need is we need more queer black characters on freaking TV. Do you know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of seeing Lily White Faces on cinema. There's a new movie coming out Muffy. from a local Muffy. Local and I, uh, I love Oliver Manus. I love Skunnit. Um, I loved his previous work. But I want to see people like me on TV. I want to see people like me. Not on TV, not just on the small screen, on the yeah. big screen. I want it to be taken to the world. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I'm still going to see the movie because I, I'm really interested in seeing the work that he's delivered. Yeah. But I need my story to be told. I need your story to be told. I need everybody else's story to be told. And they have the power. If you can secure a funder to fund that movie, you can secure a funder to tell a queer black story, story, story. right? And tell it better than... Like, Ingrava was, was, was cool in terms of conversational starter, whatever the case may be. But I'm just like, it could have been a bigger storyline. It could have been, actually been a story. Also, you don't have to make us the villain all the time. Yeah. Like, for goodness sakes. I mean, that movie left me shook. <laughs> I was just like, no, I was, uh, no, I was, I was proper shook. Like, like, I was, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I was, I, I remember seeing it. But in... don't, don't make us a villain all the time. 
And that's what American media used to do. They would make a gay character, he was always the villain in the story. And that's how, you, that's propaganda yeah. right there. Like, paint us in the way we are. Paint us as normal people. And that's why I love for all the whiteness it had, uh, Will and Grace. Oh, yeah. But it was so normal yeah. and it was funny and I could see myself in Will, but I could see myself in Jack. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what we just didn't see is the, a, a, a person like, of colour, kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah. And because we have a different point of view, we have different lived experiences and yeah. that's what we need to see. Um, I also don't want to see just interracial couples. I want to see like, people of colour couples and whenever like, there's a yeah. person of colour they always bring in the white element like let's just whitewash it a bit and make it a bit softer yes you know? he's, he's always like yeah. more palatable yeah exactly. yeah, yeah he's always like very proper and and, <laughs> and 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 sometimes I'm like but we are a little bit ratatata we are a little bit like like show the real us and show the real experience don't don't whitewash and don't hold back because I don't think the public would mind mm. because yet again they'll see themselves in these characters mm. you can actually just be yourself and be exactly. normal um but you, you don't have to be prim and proper all the time because that's also who we are yeah yeah it's, it's actually quite cool i mean um there's this netflix series i started watching pose oh yes you're telling me about yeah, it. pose one made me pull out my own homophobia uh, but also i'm just like we, i just don't do enough I'm mean, actually don't do it, nothing at all for trans community mm. they exist they are real they're around me and I ignore them wow not consciously but I just don't bother but it's good that you're aware of that now. yeah because when you're aware you can change yes, yes. Yeah. but it was just one of those things that actually even in LGBTI conversations I always omit the tea in conversation because I'm just like mm, okay they'll talk there well it's not something I've done consciously mm. but it's just one of those I've never discussed it ever like I don't consume their content mm. I don't have them on Twitter I don't have them on Facebook I, in real life I don't have friends mm. like I've never gone out of my way to actually talk to a trans person and go hey tell me about your life just like I find it fascinating, completely fascinating. And all, all you think about is, you're the gay, you're the lesbian, you don't fit in my spectrum. Okay. Yeah. I am no better yeah. than the people I'm trying to rebuke. Yeah. And that's why I try to stay away from classing and boxing people on the LGBTQI plus spectrum. Like, there's just a spectrum to me. Yeah. And you fit in, and, and I'll, I'll try to understand. Yeah. Um, because yet again, I'm all about understanding. Um, I just want to, and I want to, and that's why I find it fascinating. Because I love this conversation mm. of when did you find out? And it's mm. not, I don't necessarily mean to interrogate. But mm. I just it is because it's so foreign to me. Um, I need to understand. I need to educate myself. Yeah. And the best people to educate is a trans person. And ask them um, directly. And ask them directly mm. because it's your lived experience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I. I also need to be to be more aware of, of what we do, um, and then there's also on Pose. Um, um, you mentioned Pose. There's another documentary on Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. It's called Visible. Okay. So it's all around. Um, it came out a 
couple of days ago, I think. Mm-hmm. I started watching. Um, so it's various interviews with, um, sorry, with Ellen, um, prominent um, yes. LGBT yes. or queer individuals in yeah. the US. Um, and they really uh, delve into the history of uh, homosexuality in media, um, which I think is, is also fascinating. I would love to see it here. Yeah. Although we, we still in like, our infancy. Yeah. Like I said, our gay characters are there for a season. Hmm. And they're either mocked, or it's the villain, or they die, or they just kind of creep out they're silently. In <laughs> the next season, yeah. you're like, but where was... So where was this one? <laughs> or they, or they somehow become bisexual. Mm. And you're like, how? But you haven't scripted anything. There's, a, there's also, you need to explain. Yeah, how People do, we don't just arrive going, oh, I, now I like girls. And I like both. There's, there's, there's a journey yeah. within yourself and you yeah. kind of, if you Gotta want to do justice that. by that character, yeah. you need to tell that character's journey yeah. and it needs to be told authentically. You, you can't just chop and change. Because no one just wakes up and goes, oh, today I'm bisexual. Mm. Um, there is a journey. Mm. Same with trans. No one just wakes up. There's a journey that people it's go through, time. right? Um, either they, they know, um, but it's a journey that needs to be told. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird, like, especially when you talk about TV characters, or they're the secretary, or they're the stylist, or they're the... It's always these, uh, okay, does he actually, does he ever have a corporate suit and a corner office, and a real job, does he leave, go to his partner at home, and do they have their own little conflicts at home, the yes, same way yeah. a heterosexual couple on TV would have the same thing. Yeah. Do they have kids, or don't they have kids? The struggle in terms of adopting kids. When are we mm. documenting that in South Africa? Because mm. I'm sure there's a it's a big huge struggle. It's a, a struggle yeah. as a whole. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But at the gay element to it, it's like oh, you're gonna confuse the child. Oh, lovely, because the child's not gonna get confused by the by virtue of the fact that it's a foreign home to begin with. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, the worst part to ever do to a person is to have a gay father. So, so it's things like that. I'm just like TV actually doesn't explore much. They don't. They do it for ratings, I feel. Yeah. Whenever they introduce a character, it's always, obviously, for ratings. Yeah. Um, and it's never, it's never explored to its full potential. Um, producers and directors and scriptwriters need to be more courageous in their writing. Um, and what, what always irks me is you'll, you'll see a, a, a scriptwriter and you're like, I know he's gay. Why are you not? writing the story from your perspective why are you conforming and and i get i get the the the, the, the limitations um because they are li- the, realistically there are limitations yeah. in everything either the production house is not comfortable or the channel is not comfortable with it but then you slowly start introducing and you start and, and slipping and, and, it in there yeah you slip it in. but yeah. also like you you gauge from the audience response yeah. Whether they like it or not, because yeah. then you then they'll give you a clear indication of can we push and how far can we push, um, and it might take years, yeah. but it might take months. But, but the fact is, you're not know. doing it. Yeah, you're not doing it. So. It. And I think there's always an audience for everything. No, but everybody just wants to be part of the eight o'clock slot, mm. the nine o'clock slot. Mm. If you miss those slots, like, and this. <laughs> but remember, there used to be ten o'clock slots, right? When we couldn't watch TV, yes. Dallas, I'll give my age away. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So script for different times. Exactly. Of, I don't know. Perhaps it's not because then but the a way. advertising revenue is not there. Yeah. yeah, you know, because then that that's what your serious consumer who's waiting for the ten o'clock news or the binge watcher is just like yeah yeah just just I don't even want adverts at this point. I just want to yeah. get to the actual show. Do you get what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad. Listen, by that point, sure. I'm on Netflix already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even on TV. Like, I'm I don't. Netflix now. <laughs> So, just to wrap it up, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yo, we've touched on a lot of things. Actually. We did. touched on a lot of things. But my last ask is, what would you share with somebody who's either a young person or an older person and they're finding their way and they're discovering, learning, accepting um, and just trying to figure out, okay, so what do I do now? What's your message to them? Um, where can they go to to read up, to research, to chat to somebody? Is there someone in the social media spaces that you're like, oh my gosh, this person's a person to um, to go through? Like, but what's that resource that you see now that perhaps you didn't have then that you're thinking, flip? If I had this when I was growing up, this would help me a lot. Google. (laughs) (laughs) There, I swear. Um, I think first priority um, is learn as much as you can. Explore as much as you can. But be safe and be responsible. Um, I'm tempted to say it gets better. Because it does get better. But it only gets better when you have accept it yourself when you've empowered yourself with 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 the knowledge to be safe and responsible and you've found your support structure and whether that is family or friends like find find your tribe yeah but find a good tribe find the ones who will look after you who will have the conversations with you open conversations um and 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 find find other pillars in the gay community find the, the people like Tammy Dish who yeah. has conversations reach out to Sumizi I don't know just connect connect with connect with more people yeah. connect with not just like your immediate tribe yeah. but find prominent figures to connect with because yeah. you never know where the conversation might go yes. um, and don't be so hard on yourself mm. Don't be so hard on yourself. It does actually, it does actually get better. Um, what I do want to say to the ones who aren't as privileged as we were is try to be more. Also, try to be more understanding of your environment. So give, also give space. Like I needed to give my mom space yeah. to digest and yeah. get over it, and, and I had to, I had to suffer for like. A couple of weeks of being treated not like a leper but having the silent treatment we just didn't have a good relationship for those couple of weeks um, but be be more understanding if you're like me and you fudge everything up choose your words carefully <laughs> um, um, but yeah connect find your tribe um, and keep on educating yourself just find the knowledge yeah. and be safe yeah. Um, the closet is a really bad space. Mm. It breeds irresponsible behavior. Mm. Um, so, and if you're ready, you're ready. You'll know when you're ready. Come out whenever you're ready. No, mm. there's no pressure. 
like That's there's cool. literally no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Come out yeah. when you're 50. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, wow. Read Sia Kumalo's book. Okay. Uh, I think you've got to be gay to know God. Brilliant, mm, brilliant, yeah. brilliant read for any young gay person. Yeah. Um, important to be safe. Mm. Try your best not to fight. Honestly, honestly, find peace because in turmoil you will never ever find self. Yeah. Like, and also don't beat yourself up. The world's gonna do that all by itself. It's gonna beat you up into a pulp. So nice by all means, you. be nice to you. Yeah. Because you you're the only safe space that you have. You know, and once you lose that, there's nowhere else to go. You know, so do that. Uh, once again, and just I don't know, man. Just don't try. I think the biggest thing, the biggest danger that I've seen mm. is people trying to model themselves around Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Yeah. Be your own brand of gay. It's fine. You know? Um, and define it for yourself. Yeah. What, what you want to feel like, how you want to talk. I mean, they'll naturally evolve into whatever it wants to be yes. anyway. Yeah. So, but don't try to conform to what your friends are doing. Uh, and or what you've seen in society and things like that be you and be okay with being you you know and being okay with the fact that you changes because you you evolve evolve, whatever things and don't beat yourself like oh my gosh i don't want to be this because i want to be seen as this it's fine the world will see you in whatever color light (laughs) they want to see you anyway you know so be you be comfortable be kind to yourself i think i can't Mm. never stress be yeah. so kind to yourself take yourself out you know yeah. have date nights with self <laughs> treat yourself <laughs> treat yourself you know but make sure that you don't give self a space to beat yourself up mm. because the world's going to do that anyway mm. so you be your safe even be a century and you'll be fine but see uh, and I don't know him so I'm not <laughs> you're not trying to find like, <laughs> but that book I think I introduced it to my book club mm. and after they read that book they stopped asking me awkward questions oh wow I haven't read that book I should get Please a read copy it. and give it to book. all your street friends <laughs> I'll get a copy at exclusive today yeah awesome like yeah that's me ah oh. wow guys okay yeah I'm good Thank, Thank you. you. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was Good. amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. And that was the Stuart Hour Conversations. Yes, you can clap. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>